welcome to the Podcock Cast. I'm your host, the only Tyler Peacock, joining me on the program yet again, Mr. Bobby Russell. What's up, dude? Oh, not much, man. Football is in full swing, and the fall is here to- today, if you're listening to this on Thursday. Yeah, that's true. Not not Wednesday, not record day. Uh, <laughs> very hot here in the in the uh, state of Ohio. Um, but let's jump right into this thing. Of course, we'll preview uh, week four college football. A ton of good games this week. Uh, week three, the NFL. Um, I mean, it's the NFL. Pretty so- solid slate, if I do say so myself. Uh, we'll do locks at the end. But um, I'll give you the floor here first. Um, do you have a winner or a loser of the uh, past week that was? Yeah, I'll start with my winner this week. Big one. Uh, first time winner, actually. Marcus Freeman as a head coach for Notre Dame football. Finally got off the schneid, um, albeit in the most difficult, frustrating fashion ever to beat Cal somehow at home. But a win's a win. And uh, it's the first of many for him. So he's he's my big winner of the week and looking to build some momentum going into this Saturday. Yeah, we'll talk about your Irish, uh, their next game here upcoming here in a little bit. Uh, my winner is college basketball blue bloods. Now, it is college football season, so why in the fuck would I, uh, you know, shout out the college basketball blue bloods? Because seven of the top ten winningest programs in college basketball history are three and zero, undefeated in college football so far this season. Those programs are Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, Syracuse, UCLA, Indiana, and North Carolina, all unbeaten on the young season. Um, Duke, Kansas. Well, uh, we'll get into that game a little bit quickly. Um, they, they, they face off this weekend game day should have went there, but it's okay. Um, so seven of the top 10 all time winners and, uh, program wise in college basketball history, getting it done on the gridiron. I, I think Notre Dame, no, no shade, Bobby, Notre Dame temple and St. John's, I believe are the, the three other top 10 basketball teams. So there's a little uh, trivia nugget to impress the ladies out there. Um, but that that's my winner. Uh, go ahead with your uh, – who took an L? Who's the loser? Ooh, this, this was uh, kind of a tough one for me to decide. Um, but I'm going to go with leads in the fourth quarter in the NFL. That, the, mine was one probability in the NFL, so we're, we're lockstep here. Good. Um, I, I, know, I know he's not here to defend himself, but – <laughs> the Browns, I mean, Bryce, man, what the hell? If you're listening out there, give us an answer. What happened there? How did that – you got beat by Flacco in the Jets. Um, obviously, we saw uh, the Cardinals come back from 20 to nothing down to win that game in a wild overtime. Um, so wild that even my wife was interested and she doesn't even know the two teams' names. Um, so that was an <laughs> incredible game there. And uh, and then the Ravens, you know, I, I looked down at my fantasy app and saw Lamar Jackson had scored me 69 points. Nice. Um, and I figured, you know, this game's over. And then the Dolphins come back from that one, 35 to 14. So uh, just an incredible run of comebacks in the fourth quarter in the NFL this week. Um, but the, the big loser there is, you know, the teams that lost and holding those leads. So that's that's uh, my lead into to your win probability there. Yeah, I'm, just one point and we'll move on. I think all three, the Raiders – the Browns and the Ravens at one point in the game had a 98% win probability. Um, I know. I think that was the first time a team had blown a 13 or more point lead uh, in the final. What? 90, 90 seconds, a minute 22. I think that's when uh, they broke coverage and Corey Coleman, I believe scored or no Corey Davis scored a touchdown to get the Jets back in that one. So um, the Browns finding, New ways to to lose. 
Um, tough to see. Tough to see. I I think it. Uh, you know, it's early in the year, but uh, what a wild weekend for sure. There. Um, we almost had the Rams giving up a, a big lead to the Falcons, but they held on too. So we could have had a fourth mm-hmm. uh, monumental collapse. So the NFL, the gift that uh, keeps on giving here. But um, all right, I'm ready to move on to week four college football. I have seven premier games. I mean, there's a ton. I had to really trim the fat here, but we'll go in chronological order. You and I will talk about our teams in the middle, and then we'll blast through the rest of the menu uh, to preview this uh, week four of college football. So we'll start game number one Saturday noon, ACC tilt, number five Clemson on the road. The Demon Deacons of Wake Forest ranked 21st in the country await them. ABC is the network. Clemson seven-point favorites at time of recording. 55-and-a-half is the total. Bobby, do you have an opinion or a play on this one? Yeah, I think Wake Forest has looked pretty strong since Sam Hartman came back. Getting this game at home is a big win for them. Uh, I think this gives them a chance to prove that you know the last year wasn't a fluke um, and that this year that they're, they mean business. So I, I like Wake Forest to take this one at home, actually. I you know Clemson's look decent, but take that for what you will with what their schedule is. So I think that Wake Forest comes in and or stays home and you know takes the win on this one. All right, we're coming out disagreeing here first. Uh, I like Clemson. It's actually one of my locks. Um, I think the opening line was 14. The look at lines were two touchdowns. I, I feel like there's value to be had here. Uh, Wake's defense leaves a lot to be desired. Uh, I think they can make Clemson's offense actually look good uh, in this game. And the Clemson defense, it might be the best they've had uh, talent-wise, especially along the defense line uh, since Dabo Swinney's been there. So I like Clemson. Plus, I can just see it now. No offense to Wake, but they're kind of like Vanderbilt. Similar-looking stadiums where it's you know just two whole sides, like a glorified high school field. Um, I, I just see a ton of orange making the trip up, up to, uh, to Winston Salem and, and packing it out. So it's not going to be a, a crazy environment. Um, I'll take Clemson. I'll lay it. I'll lock it up. Game two, also in the noon window, ESPN two big 12 showdown here. Number 17 Baylor on the road. They go into Iowa state three and cyclones unranked at the time. Uh, there are two and a half, the three point favorite 45 is the total here. To me, it's a stay away. I, I love Dave Aranda, but, man, they haven't looked great. Um, I mean, I, I feel like they're always going to play good defense. And Iowa State finally getting over that hump, and then they they bulldozed our, our Bobcats, Bobby, last week. <laughs> I thought that was a, a nice little letdown spot for them coming off that big one in Iowa. But that was impressive. But to me, it's a stay away. Um, I guess I would take gun-to-head Iowa State with the, with the home field advantage. But uh, I feel like these two teams are – Really close. Your thoughts? Yeah, we're we're big proponents of Iowa State always catching you know a Big Twelve top two three team at home catching them and you know coming out with a win up there. I don't see it happening this week. I like Baylor to go in there and get this one done. Okay, uh, um, I'm, I've been pretty strong on Baylor uh, in our preview and everything, um, but I, I feel like you know it, it's setting up for Iowa State to take that Oklahoma down. Oklahoma's under the radar this year. Um, and I think they, they go in there, and that's when Iowa State catches their you know, upper uppercut with this one and takes out Oklahoma. So give me a Baylor to take this one. Moving on, 330 CBS uh, and SEC East Hill. Rivalry game number 20, Florida, the Gators on the road in the Neyland Stadium to take on the 11th-ranked Tennessee Volunteers. Tennessee, 10.5-point favorites. 
62.5 is your total. Little nugget here. I think it's been 16 out of the last 17 has went the, the Gators' way. So I guess I'll pose the question to you. Um, is this Tennessee's year? Does Florida pull the upset? They keep close. How do you see this one going? I, I, I'm all on board with Tennessee here. I think the Volunteers get this one done at home. Uh, streaks are meant to be broken. You know, we can't. I don't really know what the the last you know five results have been. I think I think I think Florida's won five in a row actually. So yeah, yeah. So I, Tennessee looks really good this year. I think they got everything going under, underneath Josh Heupel there finally, and it, it's just setting up that way. And you know, I talked about this when before Kentucky or before Kentucky, yeah, beat Florida. Where I said, you know, let's pump the brakes on Florida a little bit. Yeah, they they won at home, uh, but let's see what they're really made of. And you know, this Tennessee might be the second best team in the East this year, uh, depending on that head to head with Kentucky later in the year. So I like Tennessee at this one, and I also like the under in this one. I think it'll be a defensive game. Um, Gators got a strong defense, and Tennessee can do just enough on offense to pull this one out. Yeah, to me, this is also a stay away. I, I guess maybe a soft lean. From a gambling perspective, I, I might take the 10 and a half. I think that might be a little bit too steep. But this also could be like a Tennessee, you know, the Ralphie from Christmas story. Just let the frustrations out. Rain down the haymakers and, and just beat Florida's ass. I don't know what we're going to get from Anthony Richardson. Last two weeks, you mentioned it. Uh, it has been very ugly. But he looked like a Heisman Trophy winner uh, against Utah. I think if he comes in and plays well, Florida definitely has a, has a shot and they're a live dog. But I, I think gun the head, I would take Florida plus the points, but Tennessee wins the game. Um, I don't have any strong opinions on it either way. Um, I, I think if you're a Tennessee fan, you're probably a little nervous, though, that line being a 10 and a half. But uh, I don't know. You're, you're at home. I feel like you got the better team on paper, so it could be the Volunteers moment. Moving on, 4 o'clock on Fox, a Pac-12 showdown. Number 15, Oregon, the Ducks, seven-point road favorites. They travel into Washington State, take on the Kooks. 57-and-a-half is your total. I, I, think I, like, I think I like the Kooks, Bobby. I, you, know, you know, Oregon looked pretty good last week. Blew out BYU, a tough BYU team in Autzen. Uh, maybe they're reading their, their uh, press clippings a little bit, got the big head a little bit. Um, plus, the Bo Nicks shit the bed game. Is still on the table, so I, I think I like the 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 road or the home dog catching seven. Oregon probably wins the game, but I think Washington State could keep it close. And one more note: um, Oregon's secondary, their pass defense doesn't look great, and um, Cam Ward and and that high tempo uh, offense hasn't really broke through for Washington State yet. But they're going to throw it all around the yard. Uh, so uh, I'll take the Cougs plus the points. Not a lock, but I, I like the spot. It might be a lock. Your thoughts? I'm right there with you on that one. And you said it about the offense. This has a classic Pac-12 high-scoring game. So I'm a lock on the over in this game. Uh, Oregon could score quite a bit, and you mentioned it with Washington State there. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Washington State wins this game. And I'm going to take Washington State in this one. Uh, they feel like they're due for a big win. You know, they went into Wisconsin and won that one. Uh, if they win this one, I feel like that's a, that's a shot to the rest of the conference saying, you know, we're belong. We're here. It's, it's going to come down to the Apple Cup later in this year. Yeah, Washington State should be ranked. That little sidebar. I mean, you, you say what you want about Wisconsin. We'll talk about them in a little bit here. But uh, to go in the Camp Randall and and win the game, and it really wasn't fluky if you watched it. I, I like they're three and zero. Name 
you know, name 25 teams have better resumes at this point in the season. Uh, Cougs should have been ranked, but it's all right. It'll all work out in the wash if it's meant to be. Um, 7 o'clock, we move on. ESPN SEC West tilt here. Number 10, Arkansas versus number 23, Texas A&M. Games played in Jerry World. A&M, one-and-a-half to two-point favorite, depending on where you shop your your lines. Uh, 49, 49 49-and-a-half around that uh, range is the total on this one. Bobby Hogs or Aggies, how do you think it goes? Yeah, I'll give I'll give my final pick in this one in, in you know, our, our uh, gambling locks section at the end here. This one, I think it's two teams going eh, in kind of different directions. I think A&M is reverting back to you know the mid-2000s before the Manziel era, Texas A&M, where good enough to be in the top 20, not good enough to win a conference or go to a New Year's Six Bowl. So that's where I see Texas A&M. And I have Arkansas, you know, they're rising to the cream of the crop in the SEC West there. Uh, and easily the second best team in, in that conference or that division so far this year. Uh, done some pretty big wins so far. And, you know, this one, uh, two teams in, in Jerry's world, you know, he's got ties to both of them, one being in Texas, one he went to school there. So you'll, you'll see a really interesting game, packed stadium. Um, but I, 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 like, I, I like Arkansas much more than I do A&M right now. I'm opposite of you. I, I like A&M. I think, you know, maybe Max Johnson looks a little bit better offensively. Uh, wasn't pretty last week, but they got the win over Miami. Um, I think Miami and Arkansas probably pretty comparable uh, roster makeup-wise and talent-wise. Um, I, I think A&M has the tools to make Arkansas one-dimensional and clamp down on that run game. And I don't know. I just feel like the, uh, the team that – in this game, especially since they've moved it to a neutral side over the years, feels like the team who, I don't know, that everybody's a little bit down on. I know A&M's the favorite, but it seems like the team that everybody's a little down on and picking against, uh, they win this game. Just kind of a gut feel, not a lock, but um, I like A&M. It's a, it's a short, you know, fave, so kind of a pick them here, but should be a fun one, should be a physical game, lower scoring. We move on 7:30 Big Ten matchup here: Wisconsin on the road at number three Ohio State. Buckeyes 19 point favorites. 57 is your total on this one. I it might be a little too steep, almost a lock. I'm not gonna lock it up, but I, I you know, Ohio State, especially if they get out to an early lead, uh, they're wearing the black uniforms. The crowd will be into it. You know, drinking all day for a night game. You get Graham Mertz down 10, 14 points and turn Wisconsin into a throwing team. Um, <laughs> you know, that's not a recipe for success for Wisconsin. Um, do you see a roadmap where they keep it close? Do you think they're going to keep it close? Where do you see this one? I, I think this one gets ugly early. W- Wisconsin got a head start on fall from the rest of us. They've already turned into a pumpkin this year. They're, I, they're done for. They might win six games this year, but I don't see them coming much better than that. And this one's going to be an absolute slaughter. Um, Buckeyes, they're a rolling ball of chainsaws right now, and no one's getting in their way until the playoffs. So I, I, I like Ohio State to you know cover the spread in this one. Honestly, I think it gets ugly early. This might be one of those typical you know hyped up as a big game. Then Ohio State's up twenty-eight to seven after the first quarter with like four straight touchdown passes of like thirty yards. It's going to be a typical game like that for the Buckeyes, and I don't see the Badgers standing any chance. All right, we agree there. Final game. Nobody will watch this, not because they don't want to, because uh, they probably don't have the ability to. But we move to 9.30 Eastern time on the Pac-12 network. Number seven, USC, the Trojans, six-and-a-half-point road favorites at 3-0 Oregon State. The Beavs, 
Um, they're going to have half the stands full because they're doing renovations. So kind of a weird game. Uh, 71 is the total. I will throw this one to you. I know you hate USC, but uh, are you are you putting your biases aside here? How do you think this game goes? Um, bias aside, I, I like Oregon State in this one. I, I, I feel everyone is hyping up USC. Yeah, they look great. They're, they're due for a letdown spot. They, you know, they went to Stanford, went in there, gave up 28 to a bad Stanford team. Uh, and, you know, they took care of business against Rice and Fresno. <clears throat> but this is a different Oregon State team. They've, they've always got one or two upsets in them a year. You know, think back to them beating Dennis Dixon and Oregon State a few years ago, beating Mariota when they were going to the title game, like a, almost a lock. So I think this is a spot for Oregon State to catch them there. And they're sneaky good. I feel like they get a couple stops on defense and build a, you know, a 14, 10 point lead. I feel like it's a good chances for Oregon State to pull this one off after dark. Yeah, I want to pull the trigger on it. I'm, I'm rooting for Oregon State. I just don't know if they have the, the athletes on the outside. I, I really think, like you said, if they get out to a lead and could play from ahead, um, Oregon State, I've watched them a couple times this year. Love the Nolan kid, Chance Nolan at quarterback. They got a big tight end. Uh, Musgraves, sorry, Musgraves, don't know your first name. Probably could have looked it up, but didn't. Pretty good offensive line, too. Jonathan Smith has done a great job at, at the head coaching position. I think they'll put up points. Um, I don't know if they can keep it within the number. I, I just think um, SC, I don't know. They got this this turnover luck thing. I think they're plus 10 on the year in turnovers, um, which – Everybody's like, is that sustainable? Well, sometimes it is. Sometimes you just have one of those years where you just take the football away. USC's defense isn't great, but, I mean, if they're giving Caleb Williams and, and that offense the ball back uh, numerous times a game, uh, that's a good recipe for Lincoln Riley and the Trojans. Um, not a lock, but I, I got a strong lean towards SC, uh, especially under a touchdown on the road. Um, kind of like that number. All right, we'll move on to our team's. Uh, Maryland 3-0 at the number four ranked Michigan Wolverines, also 3-0. Noon on Fox, Michigan, 17-point favorites, 65-and-a-half as the total. Bobby, to me, this is uh, this is the first game of the season uh, for me in, in Michigan. Uh, we played nobody in the non-conference, so I don't know if we're good. I think we're good uh, offensively for sure. Our defense, don't know yet. Uh, this will be our first test. I think Maryland moves the ball on us a little bit, um, you know, uh, Talia is a, a, a good quarterback. They got Jarrett, the receiver, that's really good. Actually got three pretty good receivers. So they'll challenge us. They'll move the football. Uh, but I think Michigan ultimately wins. Um, Harbaugh owns Maryland. I think uh, since he's been to Michigan, I think Michigan averages winning over Maryland. It's almost like 31 points. It's like 30 and some change uh, per win uh, undefeated against Maryland. So uh, Michigan's going to get it done. Um, it'll be a test to see uh, what we're really made of. As for the number, 17 i guess gun the head i would i would lay it i think it it, it kind of goes uh maybe a 21 24 point win but uh kind of close to that number so um and i hate betting on my my guys uh don't want to jinx it so that's where i'm at you have any thoughts on this game no i think you said it all there it, michigan's just far superior to maryland is in in every aspect in the game here quarterback play the rest of the offense Defensive play, I think, is going to be huge. Uh, I think the big test will be to see if Michigan's defense can sustain its sustain its success. That's, against, yeah, you're you're right against against um, you know a program Some, with a little bit better athletes than UConn yeah. and Hawaii. Some, 
somebody with the pulse. You're right. Exactly. Yeah. So I I, I do think Michigan or uh, Maryland scores more than five points a game, which was what Michigan's given up. But it, it's I don't think it's going to be close at all. I I could see this being like a forty-four to seven, forty-four to fourteen type game for Michigan. All right, we move to your Notre Dame Fighting Irish on the road at undefeated 3-0 Carolina, unranked uh, Carolina, one-and-a-half-point favorites, 56 is the total. I've seen this line flip-flop, uh, but I will let you have the floor here and get first bite at the sapple on this game. Yeah, it, like you said, the line there, it's, it's, it's flipped a couple times. You know, it was at, on Saturday after the, the Cal game, it was, you know, Irish plus two or minus two. Looking at it now, UNC is minus one-and-a-half. Notre Dame plays excellent at North Carolina at their stadium there. Um, you know, North Carolina, they give up a ton. So it'll be interesting to see if, you know, the Notre Dame offense clicks after finding something that worked in the second half last week. If they can continue to make that work and put up the points on North Carolina because they can score, but they also give up a ton, as we've seen against App State. And even against Florida a and they gave up some yards to a team that, you know, probably shouldn't get more than 200 yards against a, a Division One A team. So I, I like the Irish chance in this one. They, like I said, they found something last week in the second half. Um, you know, not having Buckner there really takes away that quarterback run option. Uh, but you know, running backs have stepped up. Audric Esteme and Chris Tyree had an amazing all-purpose yardage week last weekend. So I, I look for that to continue. And the Irish defenses—they're—they're—they're—they're they're, they're, they're awesome. When they're not putting short fields, they—they they can dominate you. So all they got to do is take care of the ball, start getting some turnovers on defense. Still don't have one to the year yet. Um, and then that'll be the recipe for success. So I like the Irish in this one plus one and a half. Uh, to me, it's a stay away. I, I, you know, I don't really know what to make. It's it's one of those strength on strength games. Obviously, when Carolina has the ball, they they put up a ton of points and yards on people already. But I, I think you would believe in Notre Dame's defense even without getting turnovers yet. Uh, I think that's what you're most confident in. Um, and then North Carolina's defense might make your guys' offense, you know look explosive this week and kind of get some momentum. Um, I guess going the head, I, I, I would take the points. Um, Roster-wise, uh, it is a very close matchup. If you look at the composite their names in the top ten, I think they've got the seventh or ninth best roster or something like that. And I think Carolina's like 11th or 12th. So uh, talent galore on the field. Um, fun one. And, I mean, we're kind of uniform nerds around here, but that's going to be a pretty uniform matchup. Um especially midday and get that little fourth quarter dusk uh, feel, especially with the sun going down a little earlier and earlier at this time of year, that'll be pretty, but um, you know, best of luck to you. I, I think it'll be a game worth watching. Uh, should be a fun one. All right. You ready to blast through the rest of the menu? Let's run them down. All right. Thursday night. I got a couple games here. Thursday night, the black diamond trophies on the line, West Virginia at Virginia tech, seven thirty Eastern time on ESPN. West Virginia, one-and-a-half-point road favorite. Did that, does that move the needle for you? Cool trophy. What do you got? Yeah, it brings me back to playing for the trophies on uh, NCAA football and Xbox. Yep. That was always the highlight, you know, to play in those type of games just to see what they look like. Um, I, I, I'm a West Virginia believer. I, I feel like there's something in there, and it's just got to be pulled out. Um, so I like West Virginia in this one. I do too. Um, you know, I think the, the Daniels kids look decent. Um, even their loss to, to Kansas. I mean, they, they put up 42. It was an overtime loss. Um, and Kansas might be good. So, um, and then a tough loss at Pitt uh, to open the season. They had a chance to, to win that football game. I, I think they're a little uh, more ahead of schedule 
with Virginia Tech, of course, having a first-year coach Brent Pry there. But uh, Lane Stadium's tough. Not a lock, but I, I will, I'll take the, the uh, Mountaineers as well. Also, Big Ten Network, 8.30 Eastern time on Thursday night. Chattanooga, undefeated. I think they're eighth or ninth in the uh, the poll of FCS. So, top ten, one double-A school at Illinois. Uh, the Lion-Eye, two and one on the season. Illinois, 17.5 point favorite. 39.5 is the total. I bring this game up because let's go back to March. The NCAA tournament, Chattanooga. I think they were a 13 seed. Illinois was the four seed. I think Illinois led for all of uh, 30 seconds in that game. Really, Chattanooga should have won the game. Illinois stole it, stole it late. So, is this the mock's revenge of Chattanooga? I don't think so, but I just – I like the kind of the storyline element. And uh, Chattanooga, you know, they do have a pulse. So, if Illinois is slipping a little bit, um, maybe Chattanooga can play this close. Do you have any thoughts on it? Uh, Illinois to win the game. I like the mocks to cover. I think I see plus 17. Uh, I like them to keep this one closer than many think. Um, but Illinois outright. All right. We got a Friday night game, ACC tilt, uh, Virginia at Syracuse, Syracuse, nine point favorites, 53 and a half is a total seven Eastern on ESPN. Um, any thoughts on that game? Mm, I Syracuse has looked a lot better than we thought they were going through this year. Um, yeah, no doubt. Virginia struggled with they losing to Illinois, almost lose to Old Dominion. So I, I don't like them to go in there and get this one at all. So give me give me the orange on this one. I like Syracuse as well in that spot. Uh, moving on Saturday, noon, Missouri at Auburn. Auburn seven-point favorites, 51-and-a-half is the total. Uh, T.J. Finley, the Auburn starting quarterback, is uh, out for this game. Kind of makes me want to take the points there. And uh, could Brian Harson be the next coach uh, in season to, to be shit can? Maybe that's something to monitor if the Tigers of Missouri uh, or Variety beat the Auburn ones. But any thoughts on this SEC game? I think Missouri gets this one done, honestly. Auburn didn't look prepared, and they didn't look like they wanted to be playing against Penn State last week. Um, bullied. They got yeah, bullied, man. Yeah, first Big Ten team to ever go into the Plains and – they're one to know. So I, I think Missouri's, you know, they, they're on the right track. And I like them to take this one. A couple more new ones. Uh, we go to ESPNU 2 0 TCU at 2 1 SMU. The Iron Skillet on the line. Another trophy game, in state rivalry game. Uh, TCU, two point favorite, 71, 70 and a half is the total float around here. Uh, I'm locking up the Horn Frogs. Two weeks to prepare for a rivalry game. Uh, Sonny Dykes knows the uh, personnel for SMU because he coached there last year. Um, TCU, better talent, bigger conference. Seems too easy, might be, but I'm willing to lock it up. Uh, your thoughts on that game? Yeah, great trophy. Love that one. Uh, I'm with you on the Horn Frogs. Easy easy win for them. All right, here comes the basket brawl. Duke, 3-0 on the road at 3-0. Kansas, the Jayhawks. Uh, Seven-point favorites. This line's coming down a little bit. Uh, I think it opened at nine or nine and a half. Anyway, uh, total 66 and a half um, noon. Like I said, FS ones where you could catch this one. Uh, I've been riding Kansas all year and I, I'm not stopping now. Jalen Daniels, give me the seven. I'll lay it, lock it up with the Jayhawks. I think they go to four now. Um, you on Duke, you on Kansas. What do you think here? Man, Paul Pierce with the Kansas. I'm on Duke I, or uh, Kansas. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I can't pick Duke in anything. Um, and just the quality of opponent that Kansas has beat compared to right. Duke. Yep. West Virginia and Houston, you know, not great programs, but better than 
NC, A&T, Northwestern, and Temple. So give me the Rock Chalk Jayhawk in this one. All right, move to the midday portion of the slate. Number 22, Texas, six-and-a-half-point favorites at Texas Tech Conference rivalry game here. 59-and-a-half is the total. You can watch it on ESPN. Um, soft lean towards the horns, but, I, you know, it gets a little weird in Lubbock. Not a night game. That helps Texas out a little bit. But uh, Texas looked decent in the second half and pulled away from a, a game you TSA team last week. So uh, maybe not all was lost in Austin. Do you have any thoughts on this game? Uh, Tech having this one at home is going to help. Um, you know, we've seen crazy games there before. Um, you think back to the Crabtree game. I think about a couple of years ago, there was a couple of onside kicks in a row. Just, just weird stuff happens down there. Texas hasn't looked great since Ewers went down. I mean, you know, they played Alabama tough. I think that was just, you know, the time in the moment. When he went down, there was no offense, and it's just tough to watch. Defense is decent, but I, I've picked against Tech too many times this year already, so I'm going to roll with Tech to win this one. All right, we go to the Big Ten Network, staying in the 330 window, undefeated 3-0, the Golden Gophers in Minnesota, on the road in East Lansing, taking on the Spartans of Michigan State. Minnesota three-point road favorite, 51 is the total. Your thoughts on this one? Oh, man. I, Michigan <laughs> yep. State yep. Um, caught, caught a stray last week. I, I thought they were good. They, they go into Washington and just get absolutely rocked. Score looks closer than it was, uh, but it, it was just tough to watch there. Minnesota, the 3-0, and but you, know, you look at their schedule. Colorado's the toughest team they've played. So I really don't know how to kind of gauge them at this point. So I'd like Michigan State to get this one back. Um, you know, they were the number 11 team, and they just dropped completely out of the rankings after losing to Washington. So not really understanding that there. They are a good team still. Um, so I think they get this one back and take Minnesota down at home. Yeah, I worry about Michigan State's pass defense a little bit. But Chris Altman-Bell, the, uh, the number one target, the junior uh, wide receiver, he's done for the year. For Minnesota, I mean, Mo Ibrahim, the running back, he's tough to bring down. Morgan's played a ton of football, but I'm with you. I kind of like Sparty catching the points at home, um, and they get it done here. All right, we got another uh, Big Ten team here, 3-0, Indiana on the road at Cincinnati, taking on the 2-1 Bearcats. Cincinnati, 16.5-point favorites, 57 is the total, a 3.30 kick on ESPN2. Where are you at with this one? This was a tough one. I I was down on Indiana, and you know they've three three and out <laughs> three and out. The teams they played, I, we're going to keep saying this. It's, it's kind of a theme. I'm going to keep saying, take it for what you will with a grain of salt with teams they play. Cincinnati, they they impressed me they, more than I thought they would. You know, against Arkansas, and then there are a couple wins here. So I'm going to take the Bearcats at home, but I, I would take Indiana with the points. Yeah, I think I think I'd lay the points. I, maybe Indiana's a little bit of fool's gold to me. Maybe they'll prove me wrong. Not a lock, but I I think Cincinnati, um, the the Bryant kid, Ben Bryant, starting to get a little more comfortable at the quarterback spot. They got the better defense, I think, in this matchup. They're at home, um, steep number, but uh, you know, I I think I'll lay it gun the head. Final three thirty game. We go down to the Sun Belt, the best conference in all of football. Doesn't matter what division, what level. Anyway, James Madison, the Dukes, 2-0 in their uh, virgin season here in FBS. On the road at Appalachian State, the Mountaineers, a seven-point favorite. The total, 58. App coming off that huge uh, win over Troy with the Hail Mary. Um, 
I mean, they're living right, I guess, uh, with some of these games they've been playing the last couple weeks. JMU off a of, off of bye, uh, one of the best offenses so far in the country. Haven't played anybody, but um, I don't know. I got a sneaky suspicion that JMU competes in this game and keeps it close. I think App gets a, win, gets a dub here, but uh, I think JMU keeps it close. Just a gut feel, not a lock. Um, do you have anything on this game? Yeah, I, I agree with you there. JMU keeps it close. Um, but App State pulls this one off at home and not on a Hail Mary fashion. And I think after this week, I think App State has to be ranked 25th or, or better. Uh, I, I think they've earned it. I think they've proved that they belong. So I think a good win for them, and I think they move up in those rankings. Another game that will not be watched when moved to 5.30 Eastern time. Both teams 2-1, and one, Arizona at Cal. The Bears, a three-point favorite. 50.5 is the total. Again, Pac-12 network, but... I don't know. I, I guess it's a stay away from me. I, I know Cal's got a pretty good defense from what it looks like. Arizona off a big one over North Dakota State um, last Saturday in in, uh, in their home digs. But I don't know. I don't know what to make of either of these teams. I, I think, you know, whoever wins this game, though, you're, you're sitting 3-1 and one after a month of football. Uh, maybe you start thinking a little bowl eligibility. Uh, bowl eligibility, I should say. Um, what do you think of this game? Yeah, uh, I'll talk on what I know, and that, that's the Cal Bears. Uh, yeah. After playing them, defense is outstanding. Uh, defensive coordinator's son's a middle linebacker. He, he makes plays all over the field. Um, they, they got a good secondary, too. They, they kind of shut things down. So uh, if, they, if they can get better against the, the run, I think they win this game. Uh, having it at home and then coming off the heartbreakers in Notre Dame. Um, so I, I, I like Cal on this one a lot better than the unknown I know about of Arizona. Moving on, 7 Eastern Time, FS1. The Big Ten Total of the Week, presented by Insert Sponsor here. 34 as Iowa, 2-1 and one, the Hawkeyes on the road at the 3-0 Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Iowa laying a touchdown and a half here. 34, do you dare take the under, Bobby? No pressure, but do you take that under? I mean, life's too short to bet the under. Um, I, 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 I believe in the Iowa Hawkeyes offensive resurgence. <laughs> I, 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 I think Rutgers can score. Um, and I think Iowa finally figures some stuff out this week. So I am taking the over for this game. Um, and I'll take the Hawkeyes on the road. I feel like just taking the under just for the story. And it, and it, it, it I mean, it probably could be eliminated um, by halftime, maybe, especially some college football breaks out in Piscataway. But uh, yeah, I, I like Iowa. I think they, they kind of handle business and have a workmanlike road win to open up Big Ten play uh, for them. 7.30 Eastern time, SEC battle. Three and one, Vanderbilt. The Commodores on the road at number two, Alabama. Crimson Tide undefeated 3-0. 40 and a half point favorites, 58 and a half as a total. Um, usually with Alabama, I'd like to ask the only question. Do uh, or does Vanderbilt cover? Does the opponent cover? Mm, it's a different Vanderbilt team. Um, just a quick shout out to, to us. Uh, Vanderbilt overall win total for the year. I think we were both on that this year. Um, so that's that's a positive for this. We're in the plus money on that. But but no, Alabama just absolutely steamrolls Vanderbilt. Just the athletes that Alabama has compared to the smart kids that Vanderbilt has. And I know there is a kid from Vanderbilt playing at Alabama now as a transfer, but that's just one guy. And one guy doesn't make a whole difference. Um, so Alabama just absolutely steamrolls them here. Eight o'clock Eastern time. Oh, I'm I go Bama. I mean, probably went without saying, but whatever. Eight o'clock Eastern time on Fox. Big Twelve showdown. Kansas State two and one at number six. Oklahoma the Sooners three and zero. Oh. 
They're 13, 12 and a half, 13 point favorite. 53 and a half is the total. This game almost made the, the big games list. I had to trim this one off. Um, Kansas State, I mean, 10 points against Tulane. I know Tulane's 3 0, but come on. Um, but I will say this soft lean to take the, take the 13 there. I, Oklahoma look like world beaters. Maybe they're going to be for the rest of the year, but they look tremendous against Nebraska. Maybe there's a little quit factor with Nebraska. Um, I don't know. I, I just think Kansas State always plays them uh, tough. Deuce Vaughn's great running back. Um, Adrian Martinez has played a ton of football. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. The quarterback for Kansas State now in the Nebraska transfer. So um, your thoughts on the Wildcats and the Sooners? Yeah, if this one was, you know, in Manhattan, I, I would flirt with taking Kansas State on the points. Um, but Oklahoma is just quietly going about their business. So I, I think the Sooners take this one easily. And I, I, I like it with the, the 13 there. Final game, 1030 Eastern time, FS1, Pac-12 showdown. 1-1 Stanford, the Cardinal on the road at number 18, Washington, the Huskies, 3-0, Washington, 14-point favorite, 64 is the total. How say you on this one? Uh, I'm going to go Huskies on this one. I'm not impressed with Stanford, what they've done this year. Um, and I think having a bye this early in the season isn't really effective in the way people think it might be. So give me the Huskies to take this one. I actually like Stanford. I like the spot. Um, I think, you know, Washington looked un- unbelievable last week, uh, beating Michigan State's ass. And uh, I don't know, maybe they're they're sniffing themselves a little bit here. And I think I looked historically, Stanford's kept the last 10 or so matchups. I know it's a different time and stuff, but uh, these games usually are within 10 to seven points. I mean, there's been a few real close shaves there. Just think might be too many points. Um, just a gut feel, not a lock, but I, I think I like Stanford plus the points in Washington to win. All right, moving on to NFL week three. Bobby, we start with your team. Pittsburgh on the road at Cleveland. Both teams one-on-one Thursday night football on Prime Video. By the way, it looked it looked spectacular. Like maybe the score bug could be adjusted, but the 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 crystal clear image that Prime Video provided last week was uh, great. Anyway, eight fifteen Eastern time kick. Uh, Browns four and a half point favorites. The total is thirty eight. Take it away, sir. Yeah, game day here uh, for for all of our listeners. Um, Thursday night game off a short week for two teams. You know, Steelers coming off of a close game. They they probably should have won that game. Um, so they should be two and zero sitting here coming into this one. Uh, and the Browns, we talked about that already at the beginning of the podcast and how that ended. This one comes down to two things for me. Can the Steelers' offensive line get a run game going, and can the offense open up? It's been the the story of the season so far. You know, game one, they get five turnovers and, you know, put up 10, 13 points off of turnovers, and the defense has to do the rest of the work. Um, And they just haven't been able to get Najee going. You know, he did a lot last year, but he needs some help, especially after the money they spent on the offensive line. Um, And for the Browns, it looks like Clowney's already out and then just saw a little bit ago. Uh, what's his face? Uh, helmet swinger. Um, Garrett. Oh, Garrett. <laughs> yeah. So, so he's on the injury report with a neck injury. So if he can't go, your top two starting ends are out. That that that's a positive sign for Pittsburgh in the right direction. Uh, short week. I, I like Pittsburgh on a short week coming off of what happened with them. Not too many injuries on our side. Um, more injuries, and then the quarterback plays about even in this one. I, I think Brissett and Trubisky are kind of on the same plane. 
Um, on a short week, give me the Steelers going in there to get this one. Uh, I, I feel like defensively our defense can back our offense up much more than the Browns do for their offense. Um, so Pittsburgh, stop Chubb, stop the run, and then on offense, do the same. Gain the run and open it up. Um, Steelers, uh, what are they, plus two and a half? So give me that with the points. Four and a half, actually. Oh, um, even better. Yeah, I, mine's, mine's short and sweet. It's too many points. I think Cleveland wins the game just because they're home, but I think it'll be by a field goal. I think it's too many points. A division game. You know, and you laid it out. I, I think even with the Cleveland injuries, it'll be a defensive game. So uh, I'll, I'll take the points, but Browns win. All right, moving on to the Sunday slate. Got four one o'clock games. We'll start with uh, possibly the game of the week here: undefeated two and Bills at the two and Dolphins. Miami, a six point underdog at home. Fifty two and a half is the total on this one. I will let you have first bite at this one too. Uh, what do you think goes down in South Beach? Uh, is, is, uh, my biggest question here is, can the Bills hold up to the humid Miami weather down there? Uh, looks like high 80s, storms in the forecast, so you know it's going to be humid as hell down there. If they can hold up with that and you know produce like they have been, I think it's an easy walk in the park for them. Uh, Miami, they, they get down early and they have to come back. It's kind of their MO so far um, this year. Bills just looked so good. Um, you know, scary injury with Dane Jackson last week there. Glad to see he's all right. But their defense looks scary just as their offense does. So give me the Bills on this one. And uh, give me um, – yeah, give me the Bills and, and the points minus six is what I've got. Yeah, I think we're going to lay it too. Not a lot. I mean, they're they're a wagon. Like, and I feel like – even if you stop the Bills, now watch them go out and score six points this week. But I feel like if you stop the Bills, they're still going to get the 24, 27 points. Um, Miami does have speed in the secondary. They got speed uh, out wide at receiver. Um, kind of think the Dolphins are frisky here, but I, I think the Bills are they're just on a different level uh, right now. Moving on, uh, Lions at the Vikings, Minnesota, six. Point favorites, 52 and a half as well, uh, the total in this one. I I, I think you got to go Vikings here, uh, and you got to lay the six because they got embarrassed on national TV Monday night. I know the Lions, they, they won. They covered last week, first time as a, as a favorite in a million years. So maybe a, a little letdown spot for them. I know it's a division game, but um, I think Minnesota at home, they get Jefferson the ball. Um, you know, I don't think they don't have the, the secondary in Detroit that, uh, that Philadelphia has. So yeah, I, I, I like Minnesota and I'll lay the six. Uh, what do you say? I got Minnesota just because this game's at home. The lions are on the cusp. I, you know, they're, uh, right around, you know, a, a seven and 10, uh, 500 team this year. They're going to be right in that area. And that's an improvement. Um, yep. you know, they, they won last week convincingly. And they're leading the league in rushing yards. And, you know, I think that's a test to, to Dan Campbell and his leadership that the guys have bought in. It, I just don't think that they have the metal to go on the road yet and just go in and completely wax a team. You know, they might keep this one close, but I, I got I got the Vikings winning. But give me the Lions to cover. All right, moving on. We get the Ravens laying three points as the favorite on the road in New England, taking on the Patriots. 43 and a half is the total. What do you got on this one? 
Lamar can do to the Patriots what every Steelers fan wanted the Steelers to do to the Patriots. Their defense isn't great. The Patriots' offense is kind of stagnant. Um, they, they kind of found some holes in the Steelers' zone. Um, obviously, playing without TJ Watt last week, they, that changed the defensive look. It went from a 3-4 to a 3-3-5, so just a little bit different. Um, and the Patriots found the ways to exploit it there and get done what they needed to do. Uh, but the Ravens can do so much more on offense, and I think we're going to see that. So I, I like the Ravens to go in and take this one. I do too. I wanted to take New England, and Belichick is a home dog, I think. He's 15-4 and four in the last 19 as a home dog against mm-hmm. the spread. But three, I'm, Vegas just they, – they played a great number here. So I'm going to stay away from that. I think Baltimore wins, but I, I think they win by a field goal. So in that push range right now where the line is, um, maybe you buy it up or, or tease it up uh, if you want to play New England and catch more points or tease Baltimore down. But, uh, you know, I think Belichick – I don't know. Just something about him being a home dog. Uh, it scares me a little bit if I'm a Baltimore fan. Final 1 o'clock game we're going to preview here. Uh, 2-0 Eagles division game in the NFC East at Washington. Uh, Eagles 6.5 point favorites. The total 47 and it's at 47 and a half, I should st- I should say. Gee, learn to talk, dude. Anyway, um, I, I go Eagles. I think the Eagles are um, probably the third, maybe the second best team behind the Bills. Uh, I probably threw the Chiefs second in there. Uh, right now in the NFL, offensive line play has been stellar. Uh, they're getting after it defensively. And I don't like the bet on Carson Wentz. So a uh, pretty simple handicap for me. Uh, where's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I, I think the Eagles have you know two things to do in this one. Don't turn the ball over and don't sustain any injuries at the Commies field. Uh, I think that's kind of all they have to do. They're, they're like you said, they're top two, three team in the NFL right now, and I think they go in there, they get this one done easily. I think they turn over Wentz two or three times um, and make them kind of look foolish. So I like the Eagles as well. All right, moving on to the afternoon slate, four oh five Eastern time. The Jaguars one on one at the one on one Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers seven point favorites. Forty eight is the total. I think I like the Jags here. I, I think they keep it close. Maybe pull the upset. On the road, there's just something about the Chargers. I don't know. I, I just can't. I just can't believe in them. Uh, how say you? Yeah, the Chargers' offense is going to be different. That's not a question with the Herbert injury. Um, so it's going to be you know a lot of shotgun, a lot of quick passes, a lot of protecting him. Uh, so I think we might see a lot more run game with Eckler and, and and crew for the Chargers. So I like the Chargers to get it done, but I'm I'm with you. I, I like the Jaguars to cover it. They, they look like they've improved a lot, and uh, Trevor Lawrence looks competent with a, a good coach. All right, two four four twenty five games here. Uh, Rams at the Cardinals NFC West showdown. Uh, Los Angeles laying three and a half. The total forty eight and a half. Um, I mean, the, the Cardinals looked dead for six quarters, the first six quarters of the season. I don't know what happened in the second half of that game against the Raiders, but I still don't trust Kyler and, and Arizona. Um, plus the Rams, I, I, you know, they got embarrassed by the Bills. I know they righted the ship a little bit. Stafford still dealing with some stuff, but I, I think I like McVay and those guys to scheme some stuff up. So I, I got the Rams winning and, and covering. Not a lock, but uh, that's where I'm at. Where are you at with this one? I'm with you as well. The Rams go in there and get this one done. Uh, just just a much better team right now at this point in the season. You know, the Cardinals might come on when they get some people back from injury and suspension, but it's just not happening for them right now. 
especially with Kyler having to do everything he has to do to even bring him back in games, that's going to put a lot of wear on his body. And, you know, we see him get hurt in the middle of the year every year. So this could be a precursor to that. But the Rams go ahead and get this one done. Stay above 500. All right, final 425 game here. Green Bay at Tampa Bay. Packers a one-point dog, so Tampa laying a point, essentially a pick them. Uh, where, where are you at with this one? I'm having a hard time picking this game. Yeah, this, this old uh, NFC Central battle here. Um, I, I, I'm with you, man. I mean, the Packers offense hasn't looked great. The Buccaneers, you know, they've had two real tough games. Um, and then obviously losing Mike Evans just takes a whole dimension out of their playbook. But I think having this at home, I, I, I think Packers offense won't travel this one. Just having a hard time getting going. Um, so give me the Buccaneers at home in this one. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I, I think the home field and uh, I think the best unit that you can trust in this game on both sides is the Tampa Bay defense. I mean, they have been really damn good the last few years and especially – um, the first two games of the season. I think they've relinquished 13 points on the air, three to Dallas. Yeah, three to Dallas in the opener, 10 last week in the uh, in the Dome down in uh, New Orleans. So uh, the Bucks are playing stingy defense, and I, I think they get it done. Two more games, Sunday night football, both teams one-on-one. My 49ers, one-and-a-half-point road favorites in Denver, taking on the Broncos, 44-and-a-half is the total. Um, sucks to see Trey Lance hurt, obviously. But you kept the uh, the ultimate insurance policy, not making a rash decision to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. So I feel better about that. Maybe George Kittle gets in the lineup here. Um, haven't really heard an update, but he's missed the first two games. But I don't know. I don't ever remember the Niners playing in Denver. It, it's hard for me to put my finger on a game I could kind of go back to to see how we dealt with you know the elevation and stuff like that. Uh, that's always a tough place to win. Uh, great crowd in Denver. They have a good defense. Russ doesn't look great, but Russ has been a Niners killer. Um, I'm not going to pick against the Niners, but uh, I think if I took my bias out of it, I think I like Denver being the short uh, home underdog here. Um, but I, I think, you know, I got to trust Shanny. I don't know if you have any thoughts uh, on the Sunday nighter. Um, who, who's the backup to, to Garoppolo? Tim Rattay, is he still there? Um, you, I think it's said, I think it's Kurt Banker from Virginia a few years ooh. ago. Yeah, man, it's 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 the old they they lucked into this one honestly. Like I I feel like <laughs> they could have gotten rid of Garoppolo, you know, last yeah, very, spring the very draft. Easily. Yep. Um. So I I think that's that's great. I don't think that they could trust anyone else with the offense. And I mean, what you don't really get a good look at what the offense was would be like under Trey Lance with, you know, a game and a half. So I, I think, you know, you know what you have with the 49ers. The Broncos have looked like absolute horse shit, pun intended. Um, That's a good one. <laughs> they, uh, it's Russ. They, I don't know. understand. Like just take the Rogers offense and put it in Russ's hands. That's all Hackett had to do. Um, it'd be the same thing. Get him out of the pocket, roll him to the right, throw him the deep outs. That's, that's the classic offensive Hackett there. Um, Looking here for you, it looks like in uh, 2014 is the last time the Niners played in Denver. Uh, I think that was Peyton Manning's last year. Uh, 42 to 17 win for the Broncos is what I've got. Yeah, um, they were they were good, and we we stunk that year. So. Right, exactly. So nothing. I can't really give you 
any lean on that way or the other. I, I just think the continuation underneath with Garoppolo underneath Shanahan is enough to get the offense going in Denver. Um, and then their defense is pretty decent too as well. And Denver sucks. So give me the 49ers on the road. All right, final game, Monday night, Cowboys at Giants, NFC East matchup here. The total 39, the Giants a short one-point favorite, essentially a pick Um, I got Giants. I think the Giants are going to be 3-0, and and I, I don't think a lot of people, maybe some saw that, but Cooper Rush on the road, no thanks. How say you? I, I like the Cowboys on the road on this one. Um, their defense is pretty damn good. I mean, it is. Um, the the kid from Penn State is just an absolute monster. I feel like he could win Defensive Player of the Year this year. Um, and then the Giants, they they are two and zero, but they haven't looked the best two and zero. They look like a lucky two and zero team, and I think we're going to see that. And the the Cowboys go in there and just shut them down defensively. You know, seventeen to three, seventeen to ten type game. I think the Cowboys win. All right, well, there you go. There you have it. The NFL Week 3 has been previewed. College Football Week 4 has been previewed. You're all set to win all that money. Speaking of money, we got locks. I have five, all of the college variety here. How many do you have, if any? I got six this week. All right, well, you could start uh, with your first one then. Yeah, I talked about this during Arkansas versus A&M. Uh, Arkansas, two-and-a-half neutral site dog. Um Locking up the Hogs. Uh, I feel like they're going to keep it rolling until this matchup with Alabama. All right. I got the Kansas Jayhawks at home. I'll lay the seven points. I think they beat Duke by uh, 14 to 17 points. Jalen Daniels for Heisman. Game day should have went there. Uh, take it out on uh, Vegas here, Jayhawks, and and pound uh, the Dukies. Your next lock. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I got Penn State minus 28 against Central Michigan at home. Uh, Penn State takes care of business with Mac opponents from what I've seen so far this year. They did to our Bobcats. Um, and I think the Bobcats are much better than central Michigan is this year. So I got Penn state taking this one easily. All right. I'm going Clemson laying the seven on the road at wake. I, I, I think they, uh, you know, beat them and uh, kind of a yeoman workman like fashion. Uh, I think they beat it by 20 or more. So uh, give me Clemson. I'll lay the seven. Yeah, we just finished up wrapping this one up with the NFL, but the Cowboys plus one on the road. I think that's an easy lock there. All right, I'll stay in the state of Texas. Two-point favorite, I will lay it with the TCU Horned Frogs. They get the iron skillet on the road. They go in the SMU, and they they beat uh, a rivalry game, but they, they beat them uh, by a touchdown to 10 points. Should be a fun, uh, fun matchup up and down game. Your thoughts, or your next lock, I should say. Yeah, staying in the NFL. Um... You know, it's a classic. I, I never, I don't like to bet with my team. You've said it. I've said it in the group chat before, but I'm taking the Steelers plus four and a half tomorrow or today uh, as you are listening to this podcast. I'm going to take Stanford. I just added um, Stanford. T- so I, I'm skipping it ahead. I had four and now I have five, like I said, but I'll take Stanford plus two touchdowns. I think they keep that game close. A little letdown spot for Washington. Stanford off a of bye. I like the spot. Yeah. Um, I got West Virginia minus one and a half. Neil Brown like saves his job for another week. Uh, and they bring that beautiful trophy back to back to Morgantown. My final one. I am going to go Utah. The Utes are on the road at Arizona State, a game we did not discuss, but it's 14 and a half. Um, I think Utah can just run the football, uh, play nasty defense, be great on special teams. Um, 
Arizona State just fired Herm Edwards. I don't really believe in the, you know, the the dead dead cat bounce in college football as much, especially after last week taking Nebraska, thinking that that works in college. Boy, was I wrong. So I am going to be on the other side of that scenario this week. Utah on the road, they pound the Sun Devils in the desert. That's my final one. Go ahead with your final one. Yeah, this last one, this last one's like picking up a cross if I were a vampire. It burns my hands to even type it into the app. Um, but this one's for all of our Buckeye fans. Buckeyes minus 19. Um, lock it up. Easy win in the black unis. Okay. By the way, I did fail to mention a little uh, pat on the back self-indulgence for myself here. Four in one week. Four and oh with the college plays. Uh, my NFL lock with the Seahawks did not hit, but a uh, little reverse jinx for a Niners blowout. Wasn't too mad about that, but 15 and six overall record on the season. Uh, Bobby, one more thing real quick. We always got to do a little motorsports uh, talk to end the podcast. Chris Busher, nobody had that. He wins Bristol. Uh, Kyle, Kyle Bush, Kevin Harvick. Um, who else was it? Reddick. And who was the fourth that was eliminated? Uh, Dylan, all three RCR members. Yep, yep, awesome, Dylan. Those four eliminated, so now we move Sunday, 3.30 Eastern time uh, to Texas. Um, a track that used to be awesome isn't so much anymore, but uh, I think this is a Kyle Larson win. That's who I'm picking. Um, any thoughts on uh, round four of the playoffs? Yeah, this track needs to be, you know, torn up, demolished, like it's going to be here in a few years. It already lost the all-star race, thank God, to North Wilkesboro next year. I like Denny Hamlin on this one. I feel like he wants to get a win in here, move on to the next round of eight early, and uh, kind of start building his momentum up towards working towards that end of year, Martinsville getting a win back on his home soil to go to the uh, final four. Um, But I I like to pick a Larson as well. I think it's, it's either him or Denny this week. Okay, I thought F1 is F1 racing this week or now? Uh, off another week and then two. Oh, this was the Russia week, wasn't it? Yeah, and then uh, uh, another mm-hmm. two weeks till Singapore. All right, well, I guess I, I had F1 wrote down, but I should have looked up, <laughs> should have looked up a, a schedule, uh, and actually did my job. But anyway, that's fine. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll commence next week again, and we'll talk at college football week five, October. We'll, we'll talk some October football, NFL week four. We'll probably touch a little motorsports like we just did. Give out some gambling winners for all you fine listeners out there. But uh, Bobby, I'm spent. I don't have any more to uh, add or say uh, other than closing this puppy out. So I will uh, give you the mic for any famous last words. Hey, go Irish. All right, man. Short and sweet. Um, rate, review, subscribe. Follow the show on Twitter and Facebook at podcockpcast. Available on all major and minor podcasting platforms. Uh, I want to appreciate uh, all you listeners and all those people sharing it. The numbers are growing a little bit, so that's awesome to see. And uh, Bobby, thanks for joining me, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will see you next week for another week here on the program. Uh, football season's in full swing. We love it. And uh, we love you. And we will see you next time. Go Blue. And have a good one. <laughs>